Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Cautions for Cattle Grazing Frosted Forages. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Troy Walls, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator based in Custer County. Thanks for joining me today, Troy. Not a problem, Aaron. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk about some information that can help our producers here in Nebraska and other states as well. Well, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in early October and some places in the state have seen a freeze already, but others soon will be. As we think about the effect of freeze on forage, there's some things we need to be aware of in terms of risk that that can present. Walk through with us some of those risks and what are some things we can do to mitigate that? Sure, Aaron, be glad to talk about some of these things. You know, as we kind of come off of a summer of drought, we've had to worry about a, a few things with some of our annual forages that we deal with. And now, of course, every year we know we're going to get a frost here. So these are some kind of annual things that we have to deal with. And if we're grazing alfalfa in the fall, we have to think about bloat because that's going to remain a problem, especially after that first three to five days after alfalfa has been exposed to freezing temperatures. And usually after alfalfa's pretty much been froze pretty hard and wilts down, about 50 to 70% of that alfalfa tops frozen and dried, that's when our risk of bloat is going to really decrease with alfalfa. So a lot of times people don't think about bloat on a frost on alfalfa, but we really have to consider that. So that's just one other one thing to think about if you're grazing some alfalfa this fall. Now, as we think about some of our summer annual grasses that we've had planted, like sorghum, sorghum sedans, some of those hybrids also, sedan grass, when we're grazing those, there might be some certain conditions here in the fall that we can have some prussic acid issues. And what prussic acid is, it's hydrocyanic acid or essentially cyanide. Of course, we know cyanide is deadly, it causes problems with cell respiration and animals are going to die. And frost is one of these conditions that causes prussic acid to be an issue with grazing livestock. Plants that are frozen are going to release some high concentration of prussic acid for several days. Usually after five to seven days, that prussic acid has turned into a gas and is out of that plant. So we always recommend that if you're grazing sorghums or Sudan grass or sorghum Sudan grass hybrids, hybrids that after that frost that's damaged those plant cells that you wait at least five to seven days. And ideally, you might want to even wait until that plant is frozen or frosted clear to the ground, because if it's just frosting the tips of those leaves, it's going to cause some prussic acid issues. So you're out for seven days, five to seven days, and then you get another light frost, the damages of a little more, you have to get out again. Then once we really get the top of those plants frosted, a lot of times we're going to see some growth come back at the base of that plant. And those new shoots are going to be very high in prussic acid. And we recommend that you do not graze sorghums and <clears throat> Sudan species until that regrowth is 15 to 18 inches tall and for sedan species, 24 inches tall, especially for those sorghum species. So that's kind of what we recommend on those. And the other thing to think about is with prussic acid, we'll usually see higher prussic acid concentration in fields that we've 
have high nitrogen rates on and that have low phosphorus rates. So as we've talked a little bit here about summer annuals, the millets like pearl millet and foxtail millet have not caused any prussic acid poisoning, so you don't have to worry about that. But you might have to worry about nitrates in all of our summer annuals because frost interferes with that normal plant growth and that can cause nitrates to accumulate in those plants that are still growing. And there are grasses like sorghum, sudan grass, foxtail millet, pearl millet, and even oats. And if nitrates are high, when we undergo a total killing freeze, those nitrates are going to stay in that plant. So that nitrate level is going to remain high. And we just recommend that you test those forages to make sure that your nitrate concentrations are not too high to be feeding, or if they are high, you need to do some mixing of your ration to get that nitrate concentration down to be safe for your livestock. Troy, let's think about or talk through a little bit some of these annual forages that do get a freeze on them. And then, you know, this year in particular, folks are looking for any forage available that they can find often as a bridge to get to crop residue. How do we think about sampling forages standing in the fields for nitrates? So what we, of course, as we know about nitrates, usually they're higher in concentration in the lower part of that plant. So the lower part of that stock, usually leaves are lower in nitrates than what we see as we go down that stock. So if you're going to sample for nitrates, you probably need to sample that bottom eight to 10 inches and then sample 10 inches and above. Or you can, even if you have your plants four foot tall, you might want to sample the bottom 10 inches and then the middle two feet and then the top foot or something like that to kind of give you an idea of where the concentration of nitrates are. And that is going to give you an indication of how you need to graze that plant. And if you have really high nitrate concentrations in that bottom part of that stem, you know you can't grub that into the ground. You don't want those cattle eating the bottom part of that stock. Troy, anything else on this topic that you think would be valuable for producers as they consider managing forages this fall with risk associated with bloat or nitrates or prussic acid? You know, I just always encourage to understand that there is a risk and we know the value of our cattle. And if we can do anything to mitigate that risk, it's probably in our best interest, even though it's going to take us some time and labor to move cattle around, but we probably need to mitigate that risk the best that we can. Well, thanks again for joining me today. You're very welcome. Thank you, Aaron. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article discussed today, Cautions for Cattle Grazing Frosted Forages.